Today's episode of That Song from That Movie is coming up after this. Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From the Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. To paraphrase Pokemon, we want to be the best podcast like no podcast ever was, but we don't have the financial backing of Spotify, so, you know, here's that song from that movie. Prepare for trouble and make it double. Oh, I can't think. I can't remember the next one. <laughs> let me let me get up the actual bit <laughs> to prepare the world for is it devastation. Pr- protect the world from devastation. Protect yeah, yeah. the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. I remember that bit. Did I go next? <laughs> you know, I had a feeling you were going to do this, and I was like, "Oh, I'll read it before," and, and I did, and I've gone it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what a great start this is. Shall I start from the beginning again? Yes, but I can't remember it now. Prepare for trouble. And make it double. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. Ooh. To extend our reach to the stars above. Oh. oh, oh no. No. To announce the love. evils of truth and love. <laughs> that oh, was man. really good. Should we start again? <laughs> we, we will get this. <laughs> to extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket blasts off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. The Alphas, right? Hey. <laughs> no one's going to do Wobbuffet? Oh. <laughs> no, well, 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 well. Thank you for joining that song from that movie, The Journey for the Very Best and Worst of Movie Songs. I am your a cipher when all you wanted was an Alakazam host, Dietrich. And today we're joined by... He was created by humans to obey humans. He could never be our equal, Alex. Yeah. I mean, isn't that true of all humans, then? Especially you. Yeah, but, but especially me. And he knows each poker rap from Generation 1 all the way through to Generation 5, Ben. Kabuto, Persian, Paris, Horsey, Raticate, Magnumite, Kadabra, Weeping Bell, Ditto, Cloister, Capri, Sandshrew, Bulbasaur, Chimando, Golem, Pikachu. I could carry on, but I'm not gonna... It's not much of a rap, that, is it? <laughs> no, it was just a way to remember them all. I only remember the first one. Is that sad? No. Good. Probably not to this audience. <laughs> if they've clicked on the episode, it's a, it's a good sign. Probably, okay. And got through his saying the Team Rocket speech oh, at the beginning. Oh, God, yeah. Fumbling through of pain. <laughs> Fumbling through Hopefully their phone was wedged in their pocket so they couldn't reach the pause button quickly. Okay, so it's time for the What We've Been Watching This Week segment. I'll go first. I've been to the cinema to see Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. All oh, right. Have you guys seen it yet? I have not been to the cinema in a while, so no. Nope. It's all right. Yeah, I heard it was pretty decent. Yeah. Like, it's better than Black Widow was. Oh, yeah, but I've heard that's not hard. It feels like the real start of Phase 4. <laughs> is it Phase 4? I don't know. I am I am a bit Marvel wiped out. But what have you guys been watching? No films, I'm afraid, but I did watch Ugh. an amazing TV show called The White Lois. Have you seen it? What is it? It's just like, it's, it's the hottest TV show of the summer. 
slash early autumn. <laughs> yeah, just seek it out. Just seek it out. It's it's amazing. White Lotus. Yeah, yeah. It's like a six part sort of dramedy or comedy drama or tragic comedy, whichever way around you want to say it. It's good. I'd say it was in the vein of Succession, but I don't think you guys have watched that either. But people no. who were clued up on TV. So what's Succession in the vein of? Succession's in the vein of nothing. It broke the mold. We've been over this on the show before. We've talked about Succession before, yeah. I usually zone out when Alex talks. (laughs) (laughs) So does everyone listening, I imagine. Uh, Is he done? I watched Bombshell. It was all right. Is that the Shally's Throne thing? Yes. Well, yeah. I thought it was going quite well, and then it just ends incredibly abruptly. And I know when you're talking about a true events, you can't mould reality too much, but uh, it just feels incredibly flat. What's the true event? What's the what's the film? It's about the sort of sexual misconduct uh, allegations uh, in Fox News. Oh, in Fox News! Yes, yeah. yes, I remember now. So I guess well, I guess it focuses on three women um, and their uh, relationship with the I guess the I don't know head honcho of well, just below Rupert Murdoch anyway at the time. It's good performances, but just yeah, gets a bit boring. I just remembered, actually, I did watch some films. I watched the first two Cars films. <laughs> have you guys seen Cars 2? No. Uh, yes, I have. What is with the story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I think, and then Cars 3 goes back to being lighthearted, fun, fun. But it just makes no sense. The progression from Cars 1 to Cars 2 is just baffling. <laughs> well, life is a highway. <laughs> cover it one day. Let's cover it one day, yeah. So today we are looking at the movie from a franchise which is close to our hearts, Pokemon the first movie, and with that, the song Brother My Brother by Blessed Union of Souls. So to find out what was happening in the world when the movie came out, it's over to Ben. Time for some history. I'm going back to April 2000. The film did come out in 1998, but not in the UK until April 2000, so two years later, almost to the month. You could even call it Pokemon the Movie 2000. We could, but we can't. (laughs) Metallica file a lawsuit against P2P sharing phenomenon Napster, which eventually leads (laughs) the movement against file sharing program. Incidentally, I remember downloading this film's song from a similar file sharing website at the time. Mm, LimeWire, I bet. LimeWire, yeah. Oh, man, I've been BearShare. I did have BearShare, which I might have downloaded from LimeWire. Yeah, that was the thing. People said, oh, BearShare's more secure, but you had to download it via LimeWire. You had to download BearShare through LimeWire. Well, eventually people realised they could download the legal version of LimeWire from LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire Pro. In other news, the first ever dinosaur heart was found in South Dakota. The dinosaur, which was nicknamed Willow, helped the hypothesis that dinosaurs were much more advanced than your typical lizards. Apparently the species was called the Neglectus, which led one paleontologist to say, I don't think this one is going to be neglected anymore. And I bet he loves that to this day. Was it like a thunderous cheer around him <laughs> other paleontologists? <laughs> yeah. Chortles and guffaws, I imagine. So, so was it pre near It was already named the, the Neglectus. He didn't like coin the name and then like come out with that phrase. He may have done just for the, He came up with the, the line first. He actually found it years ago. He was trying to think of a decent <laughs> yeah, pun. Yeah, he was just sat in his room for years. <laughs> Potentially. And in the UK, an Enigma machine used by the Germans in the war was stolen from Bletchley Park. Uh, it was done in broad daylight, and the burglars simply carried the typewriter-sized object through large crowds. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently, <laughs> nobody did anything, 
which is incredibly British. The BBC called it a carefully planned operation. To me, it just sounds like he walked in, picked it up, and no one dared say it. I think it's that thing of, if you walk with purpose, someone yeah. thinks, oh, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, he was wearing a high-vis jacket, so nobody wanted to exactly. stop him. Exactly. Yeah, he was, he's getting somewhere with that. <laughs> he obviously works here. Yeah. But yes, also, what saw the release of Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo Strikes Back. So, originally a 1998 Japanese anime film directed by Kunihiko Yuyama, the, who was the chief director of the Pokemon series at the time. It follows the animated show's trio of Ash Ketchum, Misty and Brock as they face off against the genetically engineered Mewtwo. So, importantly, first question, D, Pokemon or Digimon? Pokemon. No question. Has anyone ever said Digimon? That's not just being, well, you know. Alex, Alex hasn't responded yet. <laughs> Hiding, <laughs> hiding his Digimon cards in the club. I think it's a case of Pokemon, better TV show. Digimon, better theme song. And not everyone uh, will agree true, with that, true. but I think that's fact. I know, I think, there's, I think there's an element of that being Change into digital champions to change the digital world. <laughs> that works this time. That didn't work last time I tried. <laughs> no, it didn't. It really didn't. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this film? We're going back some time to our childhoods. I mean, there's a very, very worn out VHS tape somewhere in the Walker family household of this film. And not just any type of uh, VHS, it's one of those fancy ones with like the yellow coloured rim. I remember it well. Yeah, I remember it well. Because you, you used to get the the occasional ones where it was like, oh, they're really effort into the packaging on this. Other times it was just like clear plastic and you could see the tape through it. Flubber. <laughs> I, remember, I remember having a green flubber VHS. <laughs> Well, I can, yeah, I mean, Flubber was all about the branding, wasn't it? There was nothing but marketing. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, pure husk of the film. But I mean, I mean, I really like this film. I have, I think, I saw it again a few years ago, and I still enjoy it. But I was reading the plot summary, and Dee, I don't know if you'll touch on this because we had a conversation about this uh, last weekend, I think. I was reading the plot summary Sorry, ben. on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, we had a brief conversation <laughs> on Wikipedia. I was like, this isn't the film that I've seen. <laughs> the beginning part of the plot summary, and you you said this to me, you like, it's not the same in the UK dubbed version. I was reading, I was like, this doesn't happen in the film that I've seen. <laughs> but so I think the film, the version that uh, Wikipedia is related to me sounds even better than the film that I remember, which was already pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, there might be a bit of rose-tinted glasses going on here, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, <a little> <laughs> yeah, no, I will come and talk about that, because I have seen I have seen that version. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say that this isn't just one good film, it's also two, because we can't forget about Pikachu's Vacation. I thought you were making some YouTube joke. That wasn't. <laughs> so when I uh, compile my thoughts with this, I split it into two sections. As a kid, I liked this movie. I mean, it was Pokemon, the thing that I was obsessed with, watched daily, collected the cards, and everything that everyone did about Pokemon at the time, who was nine years old, did. Uh-huh. So it was Pokemon on the on a huge screen. How could anyone not love that? Mm-hmm. I do remember thinking... Uh, are we, are we can talk about scenes in the film already, can't we? Yeah, of course. The, the crying bit. I remember thinking at the time, it was so lame. <laughs> in a sort of nine-year-old, uh, feelings are for girls kind of way that like all boys are indoctrinated to think as a child. <laughs> So I wasn't 100% hot on it as a child, but I, I guess I loved it nonetheless because it was Pokemon. For the straight now, the record stands that the second movie is far superior in every single way. I mean, agreed. We can all agree on that. I don't know. I, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> what? I wouldn't agree that Pokemon 2000 is better. I'd, I'd agree that they got these, these, there's a prolonged plateau and then a very sheer drop. 
for however many films there are now, 11 maybe, not including the re-released CGI version of this film, which does not include the song. Something that I think if I know my mother, she would be annoyed if I didn't mention this on the podcast. So she took me to see the movie at the cinema and got so bored that she asked for my Game Boy so she could play on it to pass the time. But obviously... <laughs> she's playing Pokemon. She had to play Pokemon because that was the only cartridge I had in there. And obviously I wasn't going to bring anything else. I'm going to see Pokemon. I want to play Pokemon. So yeah, to avoid watching the Pokemon movie, she was playing Pokemon in the cinema whilst I was doing the whisper shouting going, Do not save! Do not save! <laughs> and what, what, what Game Boy was this? Because did it have a backlight on it? Uh, it was a Game Boy Pocket, so it didn't have a backlight, no. So how did you see? How could you see? She was guessing, bumbling in the what dark. What I remember doing was like turning like the, the screen to face a light emitting from the movie screen. Kids these days don't know how hard it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank God it was so dull, those screens, really. Because like, nowadays, someone even like peeks their phone and it lights up the entire room for five minutes. True. Yes, I also remember my dad taking me to see this film and falling asleep probably during Pikachu's vacation, so he didn't start the film. <laughs> was, was, um, it, was the idea that there was a pre-film, that was quite baffling. That, I mean, that was quite like uh, surprising to me uh, when I saw this. How thing. many kids do you think were, uh, were like, that's the film, come on, let's yeah, go. Probably a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, we're, I'm kind of used to it now with like Pixar films. Yeah, and I guess it was the done thing like back in the day. They used to have like uh, shorts before the film, didn't they? But th- th- I think yes. this was the first time I'd encountered it. Yeah, it's weird that it, I don't understand why that was there. Um, I don't know if it was in the Japanese release. I feel like it was just a pad time, wasn't it? Because like if they cut out all that once, once all the English <laughs> bit, yeah, was cut. He had like an extra twenty five minutes to film. Yeah, I yeah. assumed. Yeah. So instead of trying to fit into plot, this went. Eh, you can have a short that wasn't really short. Yes, I, I love this film as a kid. I assumed as an adult that I loved this as a kid because I loved Pokemon. I loved the idea of collecting them. It was all the, you know, the gotta catch them all was the slogan. And that's how, you know, I had like a, a tick sheet on my wall when you used to see it on a TV episode, you ticked it off. And that was kind of, the, in a way for me, the motivation to watch it because the TV show is pretty crap. Personally, there's some good episodes, but it's annoying. There's no general arc, really. Like it just rinse and repeats. Watching it, Back, I watched the Japanese version after realizing that it's different in quite some substantial ways. It's actually a decent film. Like, a, you know, there's a lot of good sort of themes in it. Existentialism, how you treat animals is very sort of uh, pot kettle black for Pokemon to ever bring up. I think it's a problem for any film like this when you're trying to say be kind to animals when the entire point of Pokemon is to fight them. And collect them and store them in small <laughs> And store them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's definitely things wrong with that. But the Japanese one, yeah. The backstory of Mewtwo, it becomes a lot more of a... There's a lot more ethical conundrums. Like, is he, you know, he kind of sits on the fence of, of morality rather than the, <laughs> the Americanized English version, which is, no, Mewtwo bad until the end. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, just from the, the the brief description I read that there was about a thousand times more depth <laughs> to, to the original mm. version than there was yeah. the one that we saw. So it's a shame that we didn't see that proper version because I think it would have it would have stuck yeah. stuck even more in the mind. And it does what it does what a TV show transferred to a film does. It it raises the stakes. It does feel a lot darker to me. I think in tone, both versions um, within the realm of a PG movie. Um, I feel there's enough weight, threat, payoff for someone that's invested in the franchise as I was to get something out of it. Um, 
and yeah, you know, I can I can easily say I think it's a good film without um well, you know, defending myself <laughs> uh, too much. And I think the peak duplication thing's just shite, so you know. <gasps> okay. That's fair. <laughs> it is fair, yeah. of course it's fair. It, it does sort of sort of feel like they took an episode out of the show when right, we can make this into a movie added some CGI elements to make it seem cinematic, and then at the end just went, uh, memories were wiped. <laughs> On your way. In- <laughs> Interestingly, D, it was, the opposite was what happened in Japan. Oh, really? So oh. they released it in cinemas, and then a new, complete version was released on TV with, like, improved CGI. They added a long prologue, which was, you know, in a way what was changed for the American version. I read that producer Norman Grossfield, who produced a lot of sort of American cartoons like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He felt American audiences needed to see a clearly evil villain and that we we couldn't accept a morally ambiguous one. So all those existentialist themes were just wiped. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, he's just trying to like steal Pokemon and, you know, and make clones and make them all sort of mindless drones and evil um, and slightly sinister. This film was, pro- I think, the first one that introduced me to cinema promotional gifts. Oh, yeah. Because did you guys get, like, a free promotional Mewtwo card with this film? Yes, I did. Yes, yes. I mean, I was a bit annoyed because I already had a Mewtwo card because I got it with, in one of the stuff. It was my very first Pokemon star pack had a Mewtwo in it. Like the purple star, yeah, you could buy a star, a purple star. Oh, the purple one, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, his dad got it from the market. No, it was genuine. This one was genuine. It was from it was from Woolworths. (laughs) (laughs) Give give me some advice. Give me some advice. Pokemon trading cards. So these are additional game cards that aren't. They're not from the original set. They're they're like a sort of a booster packs. Now I've got six of them. They're unopened and even in like a plastic casing, so that they're all together, so that you can almost kind of like attach it to your wall. Now, I could sell each pack online for about 35 quid. <laughs> or, if I opened it up and I got some certain cards that apparently are quite common in there, you could sell them for a few hundred, if not more. Ooh. And I've been sitting on these for about... Not literally sitting on them, by the way. <laughs> My, um, they are very moist. Um, for about eight years, deciding what to do. And they slightly go up. Just buy a few bob every time. Uh, I've I've just got them out from under my uh, under my uh, wardrobe, and they are incredibly dusty, but still perfectly intact. So these are basically like your retirement Pokemon cards. Essentially, yeah, it's from the fossil pack. And they're not they're not the original ones. Well, it's from the original set, but it's like a booster set. So there was like jungle, there was like fossil. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's, those those yeah, are the ones yeah. where I got my Mewtwo. I think. <laughs> Wait, does it have a picture of like a, a Genghis Khan or something? Like that? No, a, Gen- a Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan. You know, uh, if no, it's got Zapdos or Zapdos, Lapras, and uh, Aerodactyl. My gut instinct is to not open it and sit on that for another eight years, and then when we do Pokemon the Movie two thousand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so some of the original Pokemon cards are worth a hundred pounds each. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you not, have you not seen people opening them online? It's like a whole sort of like YouTube channel phenomenon. We've basically. got a full one hundred and fifty somewhere. Alex, look them up online. Alex, you've been making a few bob. I don't know where they are. I know I sold my Pokemon card collection at a car boot sale for like fifteen quid. <laughs> Honestly, get on it. I don't think I don't. I don't think we, we didn't have a shiny Charizard. Yeah, well, at shiny Charizard no. itself, like if it's a, it, I, apparently it's like a number. You have to have like a serial number um, on it. For it's like the Beatles Y album. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Exactly the same. I mean, I often compare the Pokemon to the Beatles. 
But yeah, so the the Japanese version was quite well received by critics. The Americanized version, not so. Apparently, voice acting is poor. There was obviously a lot of criticism about the animal cruelty and trying to have a message about <laughs> being nice to animals. Roger Ebert, our favourite, he gave the film two stars out of four, which I don't think is bad for Roger Ebert. Do you want to know what films he technically therefore rates less than Pokemon yeah. the movie? Yeah. The Usual Suspects. He rated the film The Usual Suspects lower than the Pokemon movie. <laughs> Armageddon. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. The Village. Yeah. Flashdance. Mm, okay. <laughs> so the only one is The Usual Suspects. Yeah, I mean, The Usual Suspects is good, isn't it? Well, clearly not, Rodri, but, you know, are you trying to deny the man's words, Alex? Yes, in this case, yes. <laughs> well, you can tell it. You can tell him. So yeah, I mean, obviously, despite the reviews, it was a box office phenomenon. It made 172 million worldwide. It's also sold 10 million home video units in the United States alone. It was huge, um, and apparently, it's the only anime film to top the UX box office until this August. And just gone. Yeah, because of the, I think, because of the reduced film schedule, a particular anime that's obviously very popular it's on netflix um was an f movie version of it was released and yeah it was number one in the box office so it's lasted quite a long time canadian listeners this one's for you today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut with HelloFresh, you can get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I personally like the look of the beef and rice bowl. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. I have learnt, doing my research, that all these facts don't mean much because I've found the greatest thing that I never knew about this film, which is the music from and inspired by the motion picture. So this is the album for Pokemon the movie. Have you seen this album? Yes, and I really enjoyed that it said inspired by... <laughs> Because I love the idea of a song written by, well, I'm going to say it now, and D, I think you need to get the music ready. A song written by Diane Warren for Billy Piper was inspired by the Pokemon. Exactly. Hang on, hang on. Diane Warren. And Billy Piper. Isn't that just baffling? Isn't that just, I was keep saying the word baffling, it's, I don't know, it's in the top of my head, but um, what, a, what a sight. Did you think we would get a Diane Warren reference in Pokemon? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Ben, if, if, I, if I stole you from <laughs> No, 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 it's not. It's not just that. Because... I couldn't contain my excitement when I saw it. Exactly. So, listeners, obviously there was the Pokemon theme, the very famous theme, and there's the song that we're going on to talk about in a bit. But there was also uh, performances by the likes of Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Bewitched, Emma Bunton, credited as Baby Spice, <laughs> and the greatest of all time, Vitamin C. <laughs> Come on. I have no idea who Vitamin C is. Also, Aaron Carter with the song yeah. Fun with the Funk. <laughs> yeah. Have in brackets, have some. Open brackets, have some. Close brackets. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of those were inspired by <laughs> and didn't have anything to do with the movie. It just seems like they just threw all sorts... So this was produced by Atlantic Records. They just threw all their connections at this film. 
Um, and it actually did really well. I think it got to number nine in the US Billboard Hot 200, which is pretty good, I think, for <laughs> for the Pokemon movie. I imagine they were emblazoned along across this old front of the CD that it had all these people in it, because I imagine you're not going to buy it. If you're a Pokemon fan, you're not buying it for that, uh, all the other stuff. If, you buy, if you're a Baby Spice fan, you're not buying it because it's a Pokemon movie. Now, the official single for Pokemon the movie is not Brother, My Brother. It is Don't Say You Love Me by M2M, who I had never heard of. You guys? Uh, no. Nope. So, have you seen this song? Yes, I watched the music video for it. it how, ni- how, ni- how nice The Pokemon version. You watched the Pokemon version? Yes. I don't know if I saw that one. <laughs> it's essentially exactly the same as the normal version, except the screen they're looking at has clips okay. from the film. So they're at a drive-in <laughs> theatre. Okay, yes. so in the version I saw, they're just watching themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> ah. So it's a Norwegian pop group, basically. It's incredibly 90s. It has no connection to the film in what it's singing about. It just seems like in a video, it's a bloke trying to get fresh with a singer in the back of a car. <laughs> to me, that's not a lot of um, connection to Pokemon. So it's much more fitting that we are talking about Brother My Brother. Uh, Grossfeld, Norman Grossfeld, the producer, said that he had all this music re-recorded for the film's release, citing that it would better reflect what American kids would respond to. He also said that the English version of the film combines the visual sense of the best Japanese animation with the musical sensibility of Western pop culture. What an amalgamation that is. Uh, is, this, is this album the best of Western pop culture? I mean, Baby Spice is on it. Hi, Future Dietrich here. So this is the point in the recording where Alex Zordio just died on us. Obviously, we didn't know this at the time, so we just continue on talking in blissful ignorance. I've done what I can to correct it with my limited audio editing skills. Uh, to try and make it cleaner and clearer, but it's still pretty awful. So please accept our sincere apologies for Alex's audio, because he sounds like his head is underwater. Enjoy! I mean, I've just listened to that song by Andrea. It's great. <laughs> my favourite bit about it is the top comment of the videos. I remember when I asked my mum to buy me an Eminem CD, but instead when she got home, she had shit in the Lol, but I loved it. <laughs> I doubt you were really into Eminem if you wanted that and were happy with with M2M. <laughs> it's like that meme, isn't it? You know, um, can we get McDonald's? We've got McDonald's at home, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, did, I, did, I just love the way the song says the word. Audience, go listen to it to understand what the heck Alex is on about. Um, so yes, we're not talking about that song though. We are talking about Brother My Brother. <laughs> well, we've talked about it enough to be honest. Maybe we will talk about that more than we talk about Brother My Brother. That is the better song, in my opinion, from this film, performed by the group Blessed Union of Souls. So the song plays during the movie when the clone Pokemon, as created by Mewtwo, are fighting the originals, created by who knows, um, Ditto probably game reference uh so yes Mewtwo is fighting Mew and a horrified Ash looks on in the background as he tries to climb over a stadium while his song plays out I think it's mostly an instrumental version at the time um and the lyrical version features over the credits what do you guys think of this one well I mean it's brilliant in the sense that it brings back so many memories but if we're being honest it's only good because of that reason it's only good nostalgia wise it's so insipid and 
heavy-handed. It's very heavy-handed. I, I mean, I, I love the fact they picked like an anti-war, like such an obviously anti-war rhetoric-filled track for a song in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> I could definitely see this song being played over like an anti-bullying sort of advert in a school. Yeah, well, if I was to make the music video for this and it wasn't Pokemon related, it'd be like black and white. Uh, it'd be two people dressed as clowns fighting each other, but and the blood is so red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, isn't that music video, though, apart from the black line bit? Isn't that just Arctic Monkeys for us? I'll take your word for it, I'll take your yeah. word for it. I don't listen to <laughs> hip-hop. <laughs> you need to get yourself an M2M CD. <laughs> Greatest thing ever given to hip-hop. Alex, what do you think of this one? It's okay, I guess. But yeah, like it's, <laughs> it sounds to me more like it's like a it's like a religious song, sort of like a you know, gospel band or something like that, or a, or a church band. It's just like it's just like now. Hold on to that thought, Alex, because okay. I've got a question for you guys. Based on this song, because I imagine, and I'm obviously assuming that you are not familiar with the discography of Blessed Union of Souls. No. Yeah, nope. So based on this song and based on that interpretation for which you have said, what sort of genre do you think they tie themselves to? How, What kind of music would you say they are focused upon? Well, I mean, the fact you're asking this question means I don't want to go for the what yeah. I thought was the... Yeah, <laughs> what you should, it should be. So I'm going to say something like, I don't know, techno? Close. I mean, even the name of the band, Blessed Soul, sounds like it's like a Christian band. <laughs> yeah, it sort of feels like it, they should be on tour with Lighthouse Family. Oh yeah, but then yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd support, support. <laughs> you don't want Lighthouse Family anyway, do you? Travis in between. Well, I've watered it. That'll be Travis in one. So. More recently, they have drawn affinity to <laughs> the Christian rock movement, which you can definitely oh. hear. But they would consider themselves cowpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it is. Of course it is. Alex, you're not familiar with cowpunk music. No, well, God, no. God, get onto radio. Get you know you clearly don't listen to BBC Radio Sixty. Is that where the cheesiness comes from? <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, uh, cowpunk is a combination of punk and sort of um, country and western. I think we're just going to say cowbell. So it's cowboy. So it's like cowboy and punk music. Ah. I do not get any of that from this song. <laughs> How much would this song have been different if? <laughs> Ash was watching, you know, his beloved Pikachu fighting this clone, tears coming in his eyes with something that sounds a bit more like Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> or a mix between Cotton Eye Joe and God Save the Queen. It'd certainly feel more like it was inspired by the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time that those two words are drawing. <laughs> it's the first time I have, but my gosh, I'm doing a deep dive later on. <laughs> so apparently the band had no idea what Pokemon was. Um, why it was popular uh, was it even popular they were just uh, asked by Atlantic Records who I think I was signed to at the time do you want to do this song to which apparently I listened to an interview with the vocalist Elliot Sloan who said that he went and asked his kid if it would be a good choice and the kid was like uh, yeah started educating him on what Pokemon <laughs> was and he said he learned it was quite a big deal so they went for it um, and I, I, they, apparently they had a few sort of like sort of sub-level hits in the early to mid-90s and then quickly fell off a cliff. This song, though, they said they still get a lot of fan messages, a lot of fan mail about this song, so they feel quite proud of it. 
So much so that they didn't have it on any of their albums, but they included it on their Greatest Hits album. (laughs) Was it the version that we know, or was it like a new version on Uh, a newer sound? (laughs) (laughs) If anything, if if they had done this song in their earlier days, which I imagine was when their cowpunk sound was at its peak, uh, it would have been different. But like I say, they've found affinity with the uh, Christian rock movement, which I think most sort of rock bands in America from the Midwest eventually go that route. It doesn't matter if you're metal or sort of, you know, alternative, eventually they suck you in. Top five. Top five time. Now, staying on this theme, obviously Pokemon was huge, one of the biggest video game franchises of all time. But since we are a movie podcast, I think, uh, soon to be a cowpunk podcast, I want to know, gentlemen, what are the five highest-grossing movies based on video games? Oh, Ooh. five highest-grossing movies containing cowpunk songs. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Pokemon, the first movie. No. What's not in the list? It's not in the, I've only got the top ten in front of me. The the all five films are from two thousand and ten. Later. Angry Birds, the movie. Number four in the list. <laughs> Very good, though. I didn't think you'd get that. Tomb Raider. Oh, good job. No, in the top ten, but no. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> nope. Nobody saw that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say the Super Mario. It's, it's awful. <laughs> Everyone should see that film. <laughs> I have spent way too much money on having that film in my life. So they're all after 2010? Yep. Okay, Sonic. No. Really? Sonic's in the top ten, but not in the top five. Okay, uh, Detective Pikachu. Number two. Oh, yeah, of course. Just pipped off the point. I don't think you'll get number five. The films I just missed out were two Resident Evil films uh, and Battleship. What, as in based on the board game? Uh, well, apparently it says most popular video game movies. Like I'm basing this on statistic websites. But they're definitely the three above it, I think you will struggle to get. Number one, though. Come on, what's the biggest video game movie of all time? 2016. What's one of the biggest video games of all time? On PC. Warcraft. Warcraft. Was that 2016? That feels like a yeah. yeah. And that yeah. did well. To that. that did well. Yeah. yeah, well, I guess worldwide it probably did something in some places. The other two, I think, are based on a lot of games that are, I think, a fair bit older. Castlevania. Is that a one's, game? One's based on a side-scroller. Bit like Donkey Kong. Is it Donkey Kong? Stars Dwayne the Rock. Oh, uh, Rampage. Rampage, yep. And the last one, um, the film stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Jarhead. The great, based on the famous video game. End of Watch. And again, this is after 2010. Nightcrawler. This is in 2010. The Prestige. Is he, is he the main person in the book? He is, he is the... the he, Prince of Persia. Oh, Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. That was quite a good film. He kind of teared off to the end. Is it okay? Is it okay? Did I get all of them? No, I got Angry Birds. We'll cut that out, Dee, don't we? Yeah, Angry Birds. Oh, nice one, Dee. Yes. All of it, yeah. yeah. Wow, all five. Again, for the third time in a row. Who even needs Alex on this podcast? Fade him down, like, actually fade him down. So now it's the point of the show where we decide what is better, the movie or the song. Um, I'm assuming we're doing movie or song, actually. Didn't really clarify. I assume we're doing Brother My Brother versus the movie. No. <laughs> I would doing Brother My Brother versus M2M yeah. <laughs> on their entire discography. Um, no. I hope Alex doesn't actually like that song because I think it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's awful. 
Yeah, Go on, Alex. Move your song. It's, it's got to be the film for me. I love the movie, so it's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ruin it. Why does he have to be all sort of, you know, I believe it's... Phil, the Phil movie. Mortune. <laughs> Phil Mortune. The talking picture. <laughs> yeah, the, the film. The movie. The movie. The first movie. Actually, we didn't talk about this. That's the boldiest name for a film. The first movie. Yeah, but also then Strikes Back as well. Suggesting that there'd been something that had happened before. <laughs> Striking back against radio, yeah. Yeah, I, I do like that. It is a bold you know. But yeah, the film, definitely. Uh, I'm picking movie as well. It's not really much of a choice here. It's a not good song versus a movie that I hold so dear to my own heart. Ben? Well, I'm... Ooh. No, it's, it's, this isn't happening. <laughs> no, but I'm. I do really want to know what are we fighting for, um, and it's never been answered. Um, to become the very best that no one ever was. Yeah, I mean the 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 film I can still enjoy. I enjoy it a lot more when I, now that I've seen the Japanese version. And anyone that's able to watch films with subtitles, I think they should, especially if you enjoy the uh, movie, because it will be better. And whereas I have yet to find the Japanese version of this Blessed Union of Souls song, so I can't tell you if it's any better with the sort of enhanced prologue and um, themes of existentialism. You mentioned it earlier, but have you seen the CGI remake of this? Uh, no, I, I only know there is one, and I've heard that it um, is, well, it's like, why? <laughs> That's the main sort of analysis I've seen of this. Well, my question is, is it a, a CGI remake of the American version or a CGI remake of the Japanese version? I think it's the American version. Ah, well, that's a shame. <laughs> the only thing I know that's different about the CGI version is at the beginning, Pikachu no longer uses Thunderbolt on a golem to beat it. I mean, obviously, that would never work. <laughs> They've learned. Push your glasses up moment that day. So that brings an end to another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know on Twitter which one you think is better, the movie or the song, or the other song. Uh, you can do that on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is what, Alex? TSFTMPod. Nice. And um, you can help the podcast in many ways. One of those is by sharing this on Reddit. But what random subreddit should people share it on this week, Ben? Um, Monster Hunter. The Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher, that was it. In fact, Monster Rancher, that was superior to them all. No, it was not. You can also help the podcast by leaving us a five-star review buying our merch or signing up to our shiny Patreon. Links to all of those is in the show notes and on social media. So all that's left now is to do some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from myself, goodbye, and goodbye from Alex. I'm a plain in Moltres. Classic Jesse. <laughs> and goodbye from Ben. Mew. <laughs> <laughs> so goodbye everybody. Bye. Can I get a pitch right? <laughs> Just wow, perfect. I love in the film where it's just like Mew! and it's like, ah oh, yes, I see it now. <laughs> You're I right. now know why you cry. Like he's done this really serious sort of point. It's like, ah oh, yes, I see the fallacy in the human beings. <laughs> <laughs> Mew!